0: Hello, friendo. You know that feeling you get when you're around a good friend? There's nothing like it. It can make a bad day good and a good day great. I wanted to create a podcast that made me feel just like that. Every person has a story. And here in Frendo, we're going to celebrate them. I'm going to introduce you to fascinating people that will make us laugh, make us think, and inspire us. More than anything, this is a place where we can be ourselves. This is Frendo. What happens when you spend nearly a decade sharing your life and then decide, this isn't what you want anymore? The motivation to be an influencer differs for many. For some, it's fame. For others, it's income. And for most, it's about building community and it's everything. So how do you shift professionally without losing everything you've built? My guest, Joanna Fowler, is a dear friend of mine. She's also a mom of four and owner of Nesting Story, where she shared her journey through motherhood and life for many years, first as a blogger and then finally as a YouTuber. After divorce and a pandemic, Joanna has shifted gears into helping small and medium business owners develop their online presence as a digital strategist with her new venture, The Water Cooler. Today, we discuss how big life changes like divorce can lead to a career shift and offer tips for others considering a professional shift. Later in the episode, I share a few favorites to help with rest in 2022. I know I'm not alone with this. So many of us struggle with slowing down, and I have a few tips to help ease into that chill life. Our Friendo recommends this week does not disappoint, especially for those in the depths of winter. I'm Amanda Muse, and this is Friendo. Welcome to the podcast, Joanna.
1: Hi, this is great. I love doing these catch ups with you.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm like, it's two for one. They get to hear about how you're, you know, how you're doing, and I get an update, which is great. I agree. Uh, So there has been some change. I think we're just going to jump right into it because I think a lot of people listening know a little bit about you and what you've Mm -hmm. been sharing online. And so tell me, you know, what are you working on these days?
1: Well, I've launched a new business called The Water Cooler, and I launched it. in partnership with um, my partner, Ben. and um, But it is a digital... It's hard to explain, but it is it is like a digital marketing agency. But at the same time, we are completely throwing out that model and trying to create something that assists people. Um, we, we work more hand-in-hand with people who want to up their game with social media or branding or um, really building their community. But I just found that this is something like you and I used to do. I don't know if you guys know this, but a man and I had a business years ago called uh, Story Muse and Co. And so it was kind of this, but I've I've expanded on that. And so basically it's something I've wanted to do for many years. And I just kept going back to it and it's to do with coaching and branding and um, social media management. I've got a whole team. We keep growing actually too, which is exciting. And Honestly, I, we um, started to figure everything out in the summer and then launched it in the fall and it's booming. I barely had to market it, which is great. And, um, and then we're also eventually going to have a co-working space in Burlington. That's going to be like phase two. It is called the water cooler and the website is makeworkcool.com.
0: I love that. I think something that, you know, I know about you, but maybe the people don't know is that you really excel at creating a story and helping people create a narrative about what they do, which I think is really hard when you're a creator. So I say creator, but you could be a creative, like you have a business like Dean, for example, where you're making candles or whatever you're doing. And you're really good at that one skill. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're going to be really good at figuring out how to show up on Instagram or, Mm -hmm. you know, what font you should be using, and like all of this stuff, which I think for a lot of people is like, yeah, you just go on Instagram, but it is a whole world. Or what your website, should, you know, what your website should look like. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff takes so much skill set. And I think what you and I probably have learned over the years is like, you gotta let the experts help you mm-hmm. in order to get to that next level. Um, and that is something that you're so good at. I remember when we would work together or even just talk shop.
1: Love to, to, to think strategy and I love to work with uh, like, about other people's businesses. like That's what I would do with you or friends or when we'd go to conferences, I'd pull someone aside. Some people who I didn't even know and I was just watching them in Insta stories and I'd pull them aside and be like, you don't know me, but I think you should be doing this, this and this with your YouTube and branding and this should be your strategy and maybe this is your target um, audience. And And a lot of times I've watched people actually implement, some really big influencers actually, implement some of my ideas over the years and it's really taken off. So I was always doing it for fun. And now I'm doing it as a business and I'm just, I'm absolutely loving it. It's tapping into my creative side. It's tapping into my strategy side and my
0: entrepreneurial, you know, boss side. I love it. It's been really, really great. It's so amazing to see what you've been doing there. And I think too, you know, for someone who might be curious about it, I'm going to leave all of the links below. But it's, it's something that I often find like I am not shy to share that I don't just do this all by myself. Like there are people who help me. And over the years, I've worked with someone like yourself, um, who, you know, they, it's, it's having that person who's not in it. Cause when you're in it day to day, sometimes you're just a little too close to it to see what could i do differently what 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 am i doing that's not working and it's really hard to sit with that when you don't know and so working with someone else who can constructively help you and give you that feedback to take it to next level is amazing so now you know for for people listening who know you as joanna from nesting story and who have followed your life for a few years you know I as your friend feel like well it's been obvious this shift this transition but for some sometimes it can come as a shock so you know what led you to make this professional transition
1: uh, I kept taking breaks from Nesting Story and then I'd go back and I was now I should preface this and you don't even know this man and this will probably make you really happy that I do think I want to revive Nesting Story more but possibly in a different way which we can get into if you want to but um I kept taking breaks. I had gone through a divorce a couple years ago and then, um, pivoted and I, my kids got older and I was trying to, you know, have more privacy and things like that. So I was taking breaks for a couple of reasons. I was sometimes craving just to not have to show up every day and do things behind the scenes. And I think also there was that business side of, um, it's just a very different way to work. I'm working with clients and, you know, instead of the the thing that people, sometimes I don't, maybe they realize, but they don't realize how much, is there's so much unpaid work the content creators make and provide for free that's accessible to everybody uh, before you land brand deals. And you cannot just have all brand deals. You need to bookend a ton and, and hopefully you love it and you enjoy doing it. And, and I think for me, just, I always love it. I miss it. But there were parts for me that just felt like I kept burning out and um, and then I'd go go back and then take another break, and so it just the writing was on the wall for me that I really needed to shift gears. But I, I think that bringing back Nesting's story in a different way, um, will be exciting, and I'm going to explore that. That's like my thing. I'm actually I have a meeting about it tomorrow. So.
0: Oh, no kidding! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. Is it's there are ways to reinvent, right? What we do. But sometimes you do have to take that little bit of, create a little breathing room to kind yeah. of reevaluate like what's been going on. And I say this as someone, as you know, who's been doing this for like mm-hmm. a decade. And there's like different chapters of the Amanda Muse that you can find on YouTube. I mean, a swear totally. it follows like hair color, but you know, <laughs> it's like
1: different <laughs> well, versions, right? And I think like one of the funny truths is that and we've had this conversation, is I started as a blogger and I love that side of it. I love the storytelling and I do like kind of the um kind of editorial side. But TikToks were becoming king and in this performing. And although I can do well as a public speaker or on YouTube and things like that, I'm not a performer. I'm really not. And there's performers and there's not performers, and it really swung that way. So kind of my next strategy is to first figure out with um, my team, our team that we actually share, kind of like what opportunities are there outside of that whole performance world. And then also what I've learned with the water cooler, which has been really exciting, is to have a team right off the bat and delegate properly has been amazing because I've actually been able to keep all the plates spinning and growth and everything. So if I can apply that a little bit more to nesting story, not only would it give me the help and create the bandwidth that I need, but also possibly um, create a bit more, more inspiration for people. It's still me, but like a little less personal, which I think is what I need as well. So I'm kind of exploring that and trying to figure all of that out. But yeah, you have to be able to pivot. And I I think too, I've been realizing with um, the water cooler and the research I've been doing and learning about other platforms, like LinkedIn, I'm getting like really excited about LinkedIn It's just there's, there's a lot of other opportunities out there that I think I hadn't been really like, I only had scratched the surface. So I want to
0: see how I can dive into those a bit more with nesting story. That's amazing. You know, you bring up something important. I think that that element of like, how much of ourselves are we sharing? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important as outside of the space of creator and business owner and all of this stuff, like as a person, like, is it working for me? You know, like, how am I showing up? And I think a lot of people probably ask themselves that question, whether or not they're making money from how they show up online or not. Like it's, do I want to share pictures of my kids? Do I want to show the inside of my house? Do I want, you know, what am I showing and how am I sharing it? You know, so you, you go through these, these thoughts and I, it's definitely, it seems like as we're talking, like it was this quick thing, but it was over years really, like you can kind of, if you're really paying attention, can see the shift. Yeah. So you make the shift, you're going through this period of evaluation and then your whole family gets COVID. <laughs>
1: <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going along and then um, it is oh the day, the last day of school. And I get a call from the school and I'm like getting ready to go to a cottage. I, I've had to cancel five local trips. So frustrating. Um, I'm literally outside the LCBO with a huge box of wine. So thank God I had the wine. And my phone rings and I hear the school. I see that it's the school, and I'm like, "Oh, what now?" And they call and they're like, "There's three active cases in, you know, one of my older kids' class." And I'm just like, "Ah, So then I'm like, "Okay, I'm picking up all my kids. I race over, I get my kids, and then they have the rapid test that the schools gave out. I start testing them one by one. And it's funny, for some reason, I tested that kid last. And so it was like negative, 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 and then boom, positive. And then just my whole world was like, it's so funny though, because I've talked about this online that my anxiety dropped in that moment. I could have reacted in so many different ways and I knew it was going to completely turn our holidays upside down. But it was like, This big, scary monster that we've been told to be afraid of for so long has arrived. And we're like, I don't have to worry about avoiding it anymore. And for some reason, it's really helped my anxiety. I was having a lot of anxiety about COVID. And then we all got it. And it flipped our whole holidays on its head. Um, And I forget your question. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) Boom, Um, COVID. Oh, it was good timing. I was going to say this. It was good timing that it was over the holidays because I had planned to pause work. So it felt good to also know, okay, I can literally just rest. And my kids were amazing and we, we survived. Okay.
0: That's amazing. But I did notice that, I mean, I was grateful, but you popped back on to stories and started sharing in a way that was like old school nesting story, you know, what, where, like where did that come from? Was it just habit? Were you like, I need to kind of document this wild experience. Like what, what happened there?
1: Yeah, it's funny because I've had friends say sometimes when I disappear, they think it's because I'm sad or something. And it's so not that often when I show up often more, I'm a little bored. (laughs) And you're my friends and I haven't seen people. So it is a bit to do with like, I'm bored, I'm gonna start doing this. Um, so yeah, and then I was just like I just kinda yeah, I was out of boredom a little bit. And so I started to document it, share it and thought, you know, I'm gonna I think also the other reason was I posted this one video when we got it and it, it, it got a lot of attention, um, in my feed, a reel. And then, uh, there were so many texts and DMs after that with like, how are you? How are you? So I was like, I'm just going to insta-story this so that I don't have to message people because I am the worst at texting back. And so, um, I did. So it was partly to just keep people informed. And so I did. I documented it. It got like really big views. People were very into it. I got a lot of messages from people saying that me sharing an experience really lowered their stress because they felt like it just kind of gave them a glimpse into what it was like. And we were one of the earlier people to get Omicron, Omicron. And, but the funny thing is, here's a little funny. At the end of sharing everything, I was having a hard time getting over some of my symptoms. So I started to talk about, I think if I have long COVID, and I watched, I looked at my analytics, and the day I was talking about that I thought I had long COVID, I lost a bunch of followers. And I think that's just so funny because I think a lot of people are like, okay, Joanna, like you're fine. You're getting a little bit dramatic. So I reeled it in a bit and I'm fine. I don't have long COVID. I was just being dramatic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, but this is like, This is the part of having this amazing community that, you know, as you're going through this part where you're transitioning and you're thinking about how you want to show up online, like we always think about this, this community that we've built over the years and, they are real people who offer real support when you're going through mm. tricky stuff. And it's amazing to be able to have that to tap into. And also like you've always done, you know, sharing experiences gives people permission to feel things, whether it's like less anxiety, because they're like, oh, okay, I've seen a, a regular family go through this and I can handle what they went through, you know, or I can prepare in some way. And that's kind of this amazing benefit of these built-in yeah. communities and these creators that we follow. Um, But I hear you when you said about how sometimes your friends think when you walk away that you're sad. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, like I took for myself in my own way, a break over the holidays and how I show up. And I find the hardest part, and you might agree, is like trying to come back because it's very enjoyable to just be anonymous and just exist however you choose to exist and not document anything like Well, that's what I've loved because
1: I am only right now showing up whenever I want to. So that pressure that I I know that feeling, and that's what I was having before. And that's before the pivot. And that makes me hesitate about going back because um, it has felt so wonderful to only show up when I want to um, and take huge breaks and and not feel any obligation. also don't feel like I have to reply. Actually, I think I I turned my comments off for a a lot of people, like, they can't comment on my stories. People that I haven't commented with before or messaged with before the DMs. I mean, so not comments, DMs. Um, I'm still a little COVID, foggy from COVID. I'm finding, but it could be sleep deprivation too. Um,
0: yeah, we are, we are virtually. currently as we're recording, like mom's virtual schooling. It's, yeah, it's a time, but yeah. there, but there is something to that that I think may sound strange to someone who doesn't do this or hasn't done this for income or t- for the day to day is like it's really tricky to balance your energy to balance your needs to balance your responsibilities as a creator in fact i was paying attention because i follow a people like yourself like the water cooler who offer tips and things like this for businesses and um this one fellow was commenting about like his his uh what is it his strategy for like how he posts every day. And sometimes those things stress me out because all of a sudden I feel like I need to up my game or like be like that person and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to depress me. And then I had to laugh because one of his things was, oh, by the way, I don't have kids. Yeah. And then there was like another, and then he went and he goes, reminder, I don't have kids. And I was like, yeah. thank you. Because people who have children and try to show up online need a completely different strategy. Yeah. And how another, like a child-free person may show up yeah. online. And that may be weird for people who don't have kids. But trust me, mm-hmm. it's just like, you can't be everywhere all the time. You have so many hats that you wear. Um
1: and it's so now, much harder. I'm just going to add on to that. It's so much harder ever since I created these really strict boundaries that my kids aren't on it anymore. And I'm not talking too much about parenting to give them privacy. it's It's so much harder to show up consistently. Because... I'm with my kids and parenting most of the time. So that's a hard one, too.
0: And I I completely respect. What you're doing and this period of transition for you, because you're giving it this like critical thought and time to figure out, like how can I show up in a way that's going to make me excited about it, be beneficial to my audience, and work with my life the way it's mm-hmm. now na- it's now built? Because the way your life is now is very different than it was when you first started nesting story. Yeah. And I think it's, oh, it's so important different. to like reevaluate. You know, um, mm-hmm. so. On that topic, you know, as you're going through this, if there's someone who's in a similar situation to how you were a couple of years back where they're thinking about pivoting their business or how they show up online, you know, do you have any advice for people who are maybe thinking about a change? First thing I would say, if you've gone through
1: something major and that's your reason why, so say a divorce or um, a breakup or uh, a health thing or just something major that's really rocked your world, You don't owe anyone an explanation and you don't know, you also don't owe anyone an apology if you have to just disappear. I think so many people think they need to do that. What I did, and I've talked about this before, is um, I just like pivoted. um, And then it took like eight months until I even mentioned it. And I never apologized. Do not feel like you need to do a big post being like, I'm so sorry you had these expectations of me, blah, blah. It's your life. That's my first thing, my step, my next would be it can feel scary to change it, but you got to like really listen to yourself and go with what your gut's telling you and your mental health and things like that, and um, and and know that you have talents in other places or there's other things, and so that would be it it has been trickier taking my kids off because like are you talking specifically about what we do because Could be yeah you know you build your audience about around something and then when you want to pivot it's not what they're expecting you have to pull out the things that they still like like you you hit the nail on the head with one of the things that my my community loves and it is when I was With COVID and letting people know what it's like and things like that, making something seem less scary, that's how I built Nesting Story. Only it was about twins having twins come into my house, see how it is to have twins. This is how I'm dealing with it. You're how you know, like here's a fly in the wall look, and I know that that's something in general that resonates with my community. So kind of have like there's probably what your community has invested in you is probably multifaceted. So try to like break it down about who you are and what you talk about and pick and choose what would work for you for the next step. But it's also okay to step away from it. And it's also okay to try a bunch of different things. Like I was doing my whole realtor thing for a bit. I was in school for it and I was getting my realtor license. Um, I had joined a realtor team and I was going to make a huge pivot and then it really hit me um, when we had yet another lockdown and then another lockdown. So first, the one just after Christmas last year, and then the March one, I had to walk away from it because it was a big... Uh, my kids mostly live with me, especially Monday to Friday. And I, I realized that I need to be able to do something that's with my kids. And I can drop everything in a moment. This. Like I had a kid who was sick yesterday morning, and I sat with my laptop beside them rubbing their back while they were like sick. And that's great that I can do that. Um, so try things on, if it does, try things out, try like, dabble. If it doesn't work out, not failure. You're just, it's you know, you're trying things out. Don't, you know, it, fear can really mess people up. And if you can drop fear and kind of own it, and um, it will make a big difference in that pivot. And it's
0: exciting too. It is. I think, you know, This is where, you know, you mentioned that one little part that jumps out at me. That's like taking what it is, like, let's say how you share, you know, so if someone is seeking you out for X information, it may not just be the, it's not just the information. They can get that information from anyone. What is it about you that makes it unique? And then figuring out, okay, if I can do, you know, maybe it's the way that I talk, the way that I film, how I'm filming. And it's about my kids because I was showing them. Well, if I take out that part, I can still do the other three, right? And this is probably where, you know, having a conversation with someone like yourself with the water cooler, Mm -hmm. like looking at your business from all of these different angles and being able to flip it around and have like your expertise come in with all this experience, you know, having a photographer, I saw a post that you have a new, you know, mm-hmm. photographer on the team and like these people who can do this deep dive and help you figure yes. out, you know, maybe your website not working because part of your website is broken and you don't know. Yes. Right. And it's yes. like, you know, I find, you know, something that myself is like I, I I would love to have like a more uniform look to what I create mm-hmm. like how can I do that um, and sometimes I personally don't have the time to sit there and figure that out but this is where you know that concept of investing back into your business mm-hmm. and it seems like I don't want to spend that right now but the benefit is incredible
1: well and that was what inspired me to with the water cooler is I think so many of these digital marketing agencies they want you to hand everything over completely control it and pay astronomical prices. And something that was a big deal for me is people are smart and especially small to medium sized businesses, they need that support, but they can't go all in like that. Plus, they can do some. And um, so that's the whole model of what we do is like, we create an a la carte proposal, and then people can pick and choose. But a lot of it is about us, Going this far, creating a content calendar, you implement this, this, and this, we'll do this, this, and this, but we all work together as a team and it's it's way more affordable. It's just, you know, for content creators or people who sell a product or a service or whichever, it's just that extra support, but it's hand in hand and that, that and that's the biggest thing. That's like my biggest thing going into 2022 is it's like, do I need to do all of this or can I bring more people on? And because it's you know even if I have to pay more people well I still get paid a little bit and it's better than nothing so yes uh, yeah and then you can
0: grow faster too so oh yeah and and you know for some people it might seem very abstract but just like as an example for myself I have someone who edits a video once a week but then I also edit a video because I can't afford to have somebody edit it a hundred percent of the videos. But I also, and then I remember initially when I would go back and forth about this idea, I was like, do I need someone to help me? Like I can't do it because that's mm-hmm. often what business owners will be like, well, I could do it. So I'll just do it. But then what happens is, is you don't realize that actually that one video might take three hours mm-hmm. and three hours. If you think about like uh, the way I look at it over the course of a week is like three hours where maybe I could actually just be going and relaxing or mm-hmm. going and watching a show because that's something I'm trying to do in 2022 is rest a little little bit yeah. and like that time is actually you putting back into your business totally. we're not we're not robots you have to look at this is where do you have to be
1: I know I have to be you know if I'm in front of a camera or doing um, calls with people or you know the, the there, there's parts I have to do it, it has to be me but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that can be someone else or can be taught.
0: It's quite magical to have someone sit with you and, and sort of read your business and help you mm-hmm. isolate what it is what that would be the best decision for you. Because like, like, you know, anybody, you know, if you if your budget is a small to medium sized company, you don't have all the budget in the world. You don't have all the time in the world, mm-hmm. but you got to figure out what's mm-hmm. going to be the most bang for its buck type of thing. Yeah. So tell me, where can people find you now? How can they connect with you?
1: Okay. So on Instagram, I'm still nesting story. And then, um, you can find, uh, the water cooler is very active on Instagram. So the water cooler co on Instagram. And then again, makeworkcool.com is the website. Go check us out. And, um, yeah, if you want to email me, email me at joanna at makeworkcool.com. We start with a free 30 minute zoom with me to just chat. So you can kind of figure things out,
0: see if it's a good fit. And then we go from there. So that's kind of how we started off. I love that. Well, I wish you and Ben all the best in your team with your new venture. And I hope to see you sooner than later. Yes, thank you, Amanda. This week's friendo recommendation definitely falls within the how to enjoy winter a little bit more, how to feel more successful in these darker, cooler months. So if you're struggling somewhat with, you know, the motivation to get up and go, these two things might help. So the first recommendation comes from Instagram from I am Andy Ferguson, and she was saying that her loomy sunrise lamp has changed her mornings from heart attack waking to ease, I totally get this. So I don't have the Lumi sunrise lamp, but I do have, I think it's from Philips and it's an alarm clock. It's a clock, a bedside table that is a sunrise lamp. And so my mornings for the last couple of years actually have been a little bit more like ease into life rather than shock factor awake. How they work is that essentially a light slowly turns on from sunrise to like full sunshine in your face. And you can decide on the sounds that you want to accompany it. So I have birds chirping. It's just the one that I like. Some mornings are trickier than others and I don't wake up and all of a sudden I open my eyes and I feel like I have the sun literally shining into my eyeballs. And so, you know, it doesn't always work as effectively as I would like, but it has helped my mornings for sure. I feel like it adds with that little like more of a natural wake up like I typically have in the spring and the summer. But, you know, the darker, cooler months, it's a little bit trickier to wake up. Um, I will say, though, that as much as I love those lights and those alarm clocks, I definitely use my phone when I have to be up like at a time that is not normal for me. So when I went to New York a couple of weeks ago, um and I had to get up at a ridiculous time, like 3.30 in the morning. I set like five alarms on my, on my phone because I just knew that I couldn't ease into that. Like I needed to be up and out the door and there was no, you know, there was no dilly-dallying that could occur. So I get it though. You know what? Waking up on a typical day, on a regular day with a nice sunrise, I'm here for it. The second recommendation comes from Instagram as well, from Join Holtz Kirchen, and this is a book called Wintering. Now, this book is written by Catherine May, and I have to say, I also give this a 10 out of 10 recommend. In fact, I'm pretty sure I included this in a in a favorites not long ago. This book is just magic. I have to recommend the audiobook version. It isn't, uh, you know, it's not a fiction. It's about a real person, Catherine, talking about winter and what it means to her. And I mean, it's hard to even put into words how this book is, but there's just a feeling that you get from it where if you've lived in a place where you experience winter, then you know, you know, as you're leading into winter in the fall, there's this element of preparing your home and this preparation for winter that we do. And then once you're in it, you know, you have the the wardrobe that you wear to keep you warm in those cooler months, the bedding, how that differs from your summer bedding, um, just how you see this time of year, there's a lot more rest. There's a lot more time for, you know, heartier meals, uh, reading in the evenings. Like I feel like we just kind of get a little bit more, we slow it down a bit and I'm here for it. And anybody that I've recommended this book to has enjoyed it. So I will recommend it as well. I as fully support these two recommendations. I just think it's one of these ways where A lot of people struggle with winter and they try to find ways to rush through it or, you know, get it over with. But the thing is, is it's here and it's going to be here every year and finding ways to enjoy it, I just think, couldn't hurt. So... Thank you for your recommendations this week. And if you would like to submit one yourself, you can email me at friendo at or follow me on Instagram at amandamuse. And I generally throw out a prompt on a weekly basis for you to include something that you would like to see in an upcoming episode. All right, let's get to my favorites for the week. Let's talk about the week first before we even jump into it. Uh, We are nearing the end of week two of virtual learning. I'm over it. I'm over it. I was over it last week. I was over it on day one. I just don't feel that children are going to excel in a virtual learning environment. Maybe some, but not mine. Mine needs school. Mine need their friends. My children need Experiences. It's not just what they're learning. I think a lot of us will agree that school isn't just what's on the paper. It's so much more. It's the interaction with an adult, your teacher. It's the interaction with other students. It's sport. It's just so many other things. So, yeah, we need school to come back. I will say though, that for this last week, we've had another little guy in our house. So my son's friend, uh, his mom is working and I offered, you know, I was like, just drop him off here. Like we can handle it. They get along really well. And it's been going well. It's been fun for Jack to have his buddy here. They go out and play on breaks. Thankfully, the little guy's mom and I are on the same page about this. Like we both believe in school and in-person learning. So we're just doing the best that we can. In my mind, it's like, if you can get through half the day, golden, I don't really believe in doing homework after the day is done. I know that there's some work building up for both of my kids that's unfinished. And my nature is get it done, cross it off the list. And I have to admit that it is stressing me out and I have to kind of fight against my own nature because the impact to my children and their mental health is significant. I won't go into specifics for their privacy, but it's a lot and I'm not about to be adding to this trauma. And for those of you that don't see it as a trauma, hey, I'm not here to have a big debate. I'm telling you my own experience and what it's been like for my my children. And it's not been great. So I pray like fingers, toes, everything crossed that they head back to school next week for the 17th. Let's hope as you're listening to this, they've been in school now for four days. I don't know. I'm getting mixed signals. The government says one thing. A lot of my friends are saying others. I don't know. So I'm hoping they get back as soon as they can. If not, you know, if next week as you're listening, the kids are still off school in Ontario. I may have to rethink my plan a little bit because I don't want them to lose out, you know, on this year of learning. Um, but I also don't want them to suffer. It's like a real thing. And also I have to work, you know, like, as I'm recording this, I've got two little boys doing their work that I'm hoping are in class, but like, I can't be everywhere at the same time. So I know so many of you are feeling the same struggle. And all I can say is like, you're awesome. Let's just keep on keeping on and, uh, hoping and praying. I don't even, I'm not even religious, but I'm going to start praying that they get back to school sooner than later. So with all of that said, I think that myself and many like me could use a few tips on how to chill the F out. I mean, I feel like once I'm in a chill mode, I'm really good at it, but it takes me a minute to work past my feelings about rest and relaxation. I need to like fight against this hustle culture that is just in me and allow myself this opportunity to chill. Also, just to like enjoy my time, right? Right. I've been really good at this the last few weeks. I worked hard at chilling over the holidays. I watched some shows. Who even am I? It's been amazing. I find like as as I keep going and focusing on this, I'm getting a lot better at chilling out. So I watch TV in the evenings and I freaking love it. Here are two shows that I recommend. I finished The Great. Highly recommend this. Huzzah. <laughs> if you've watched it, you know. It is a pretty fictional storyline about Catherine the Great, who was the Empress Empress of Russia. And it's really fun. It's quick witted. Have I talked to you guys about this? I feel like maybe I have. Sorry if this is a repeat. No, I'm looking. I don't think I have. But it's so fun. So highly recommend. A friend of mine recommended it to me and I'm I thoroughly enjoyed it. I whipped through it. It's got a little sexiness in it. It's quick witted. There's a little bit of like violence, but like it's just you gotta watch it. If you like those type of historical pieces, very elaborate in terms of like the, the, like the dresses that they wear, the outfits, the, the decor of the set, it's incredible. So I love that part of it. And it makes me feel like right in the zone. Like I love the podcast, Noble Blood. Um, you know, it, it talks about like nobles and all of that. It's just really fun. So I really enjoy that. And then I'm only five or six episodes in, but I started Yellowstone. I love it. Like, oh my God, I have a whole new wardrobe plan for Dean. Hello. Uh, But it's just gorgeous. Like the backdrop, Montana. But I will say that it's a little bit uh, violent. Like you probably don't want to watch it with your kids around. There's definitely a dark edge to it, but I'm enjoying it. And I've got four seasons, which is super fun. So highly recommend those two shows. The next thing I want to recommend, which is like great for relaxing, and I know that you know I love video games, but I recently picked up Yoshi's Craft World, which works with the Nintendo Switch, and I essentially was looking for a game that I could play two player. Jack, my son Jack, who's eight, we like to video game together, and I don't like all the games. Like, there's... There's like a couple categories. I'm not into like shooting and killing and all that kind of stuff. But I like a chill vibe where you're working on things and you're going up levels. And we finished or just about finished Luigi's Mansion 3, which was really fun. A little bit spooky, but fun. And I like how you have to go up different levels and you work on things and you're, you know, you have to look at some cheats sometimes. And we really enjoyed it. So Yoshi's Craft World is not as tricky Um, it's not as difficult to to get through the different levels, but it's really fun. And I love how cute it is. It's absolutely adorable. So I play it on my own and I play it with Jack and I really like it. So there's my video game recommendation for the week. And last but not least, I have been meditating. I had this on my list for something to look into and to try in 2021. And I did a little bit, but like I just, I was under a lot of stress last year and I just could not find the time to make it happen. So here is how I've been making it happen now. I have my workout space. Actually, if you missed it, I just put out a video last week about, you know, the before and after of my workout space and how we turned one of our uh, bedrooms in the basement into a workout room. So if you're curious, you can go check that out on my YouTube channel. Amanda Muse. But essentially, I get a workout in and I tend to do a little warm up. So let's say a five minute warm up. Then I try to work out for 30, 45 minutes, whether it's a spinning class or a power walk on the treadmill or weights or yoga. I do something. I finished with some stretching and then I've been adding on about five to 10 minutes of meditation. And I don't do this just like sitting there quietly. I like a guided meditation. So they have it through the Peloton app, which is great because I already pay for that. Um, But they also have meditations on Insight Timer, which is a free app. I use that every night with my kids for sleep meditations and they have meditations all over YouTube. So lots of different ways to find something that would work for you. I don't know why I never thought about this before, but it just takes my, my fitness and self-care moment to the next level because it's like I do all of this work which makes me feel really great physically and mentally, and then I slow it down with this amazing meditation and work on my breathing. It's something I really wanna focus on this year and I'm trying my best to incorporate it as easily as I can into my daily life because I think with anything, if you're trying to incorporate a new habit, Trying to find the path of least resistance is probably the best plan because if it's really tricky to make something happen, you probably aren't going to do it. At least I'm speaking for myself in that regard. So this is helping. I have my, my meditation cushion in my, in my workout room now. You don't need a meditation cushion, but I like it. Uh, and it just gets me in the zone. And I, I just bring a little hoodie down with me or a little blanket. And as I'm meditating, I cover myself up so I'm nice and warm. And I try these five to 10-minute meditations. And it's wonderful. So... Those are my recommendations for the week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. It was so nice to chat with Joanna, who, as you know, is one of my best friends, and it's nice to see her excelling in her new gig, and I'm really curious to see what she does with the water cooler and if and when and how she may bring back nesting story. I love seeing women do well in their chosen profession and I support her wholeheartedly. Well, thank you for being here. And if you missed last week's episode, I highly recommend you go back and listen. I had a great conversation with Rachel Edinger and we talked all about menstrual equity, which was very new to me this term. And I just think we all should know a little bit more about this. And so I highly recommend listening to it. All right, friends, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next week. Friendo is produced by Amanda Muse with producer Dila Velasquez, audio editing by Ali Ashbacker and Amanda Muse, production and sound design by Rob Johnson. Can I ask a little favor? Can you share this podcast with a friend? It's the best way to help get Friendo into new ears. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find me on Instagram daily at Amanda Muse, YouTube for weekly videos at Amanda Muse, and TikTok for some laughs at Muse Amanda. Thank you for listening and join me next week.